G'day and welcome. Uh, we are the Greendale Human Podcasters. I am Senor de la Vena in Espanol, or Podlord in English, uh, otherwise known as Jack. Uh, we also have the Sugar Bear Brad. Um, we are missing the Disco Spider tonight. Uh, he is still feeling the effect, effects a little bit from his, his repairs last week. Um, but we have a very special guest, our very first special guest, uh, Lewis. So, good day. How's it going, guys? Good, thank good you. Good, how are you? Good, good. I was thinking when I was watching, uh, refreshing myself the episode, I feel like having a, an English person randomly come in is actually pretty fitting for the podcast because <laughs> I'm basically <laughs> Professor Duncan, like turning up and then hanging out for a bit and then disappearing and maybe I'll come back, but who knows? Hopefully. I'll allow it. Yeah. This we'll mention great. it near the end of season four. <laughs> yeah, so should we call? Should we call you Professor Matthews? If you like, I won't say no to that. (laughs) (laughs) It would be a first for sure. (laughs) So uh, I'll start with Brad. Brad, how's your week been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Just slung along. Yeah, it's coming close to uh, due date for our last year's tax returns here in Australia. So uh, one month ago, so I'm starting to get under the pump at work. Not that it hasn't been under the pump for the last year and a half, but <laughs> yeah, count, all, counting down basically. All those extra claims during COVID. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> um, my week hasn't been too bad this week. Um, football's been busy. I'm going to need a football intro at some point. Um, but because that's more or less most of my life. Um, but it also segues nicely into how Lewis and I know each other. Um, we are both fans of, of Southampton over in, in the, uh, the EPL and we go and watch games in the city in Melbourne together. Um, we're part of the, the Australian Southampton fans and we love a bit of that. What Jack's trying um, to say is that we spent many nights in a pub bitterly disappointed together and that's how our <laughs> friendship started. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, how we got to onto community was you and your partner would, had said something next to each other, and I went, "Well, that's a community reference. I get that. Hang on, this is." And it was only about a week after we'd started this, and the timing well, kind of makes sense because I, I do speak eighty percent in uh, community references. So yeah, yeah, it tracks. Um, but how did you get into community? Uh, great question. So I, I got into community when I went, I went to a, this is how influential I think community can be to nerds, right? I went to a party at university and by that, I mean like a legit, like beer and drugs everywhere party at university. And in one of the rooms, they were showing community and it was season three, episode four, um, in, in, in a remedial chaos theory. I believe, please correct me if I'm wrong. I apologize, man, but I believe it's season three, episode four. And I was just like blown away by it. Um, obviously, like that is a ridiculous episode. It's so well written. And I, from then on, was like, well, I found my new religion. Done. Easy. Uh, harmonism. Why Sign not? me up. <laughs> <laughs> and by, by that point, it was nearing the end of season three. So obviously, it was about to get cancelled and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, <laughs> I kind of, you know, joined on that time. And uh, and yeah, just um, learning more about Dan Harmon and his creative process has been really helpful in my career. Um, and yeah, I've just always kind of stuck with it as like a bastion of what uh, TV and creativity can be. Um, 
and yeah, just, you know, it's, it's community has always been there. Uh, you know, it's, it's like a long lost friend that you, you never knew about. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I guess for, for me, it definitely has. Cause I, I jumped on, I can't remember which was my first episode, but I, I jumped on fairly early and watched it pretty much the whole way through. But obviously for, for our other two illustrious co-hosts, they, uh, they got on really late. So, well, Matt, yes. especially we had to twist his arm. <laughs> it must be really like this is something i've always wanted to ask like someone who's jumped into community a little bit late what was it like seeing like donald glover in community because for people who jumped on early like donald glover was just you know he was just troy you know you know yeah. maybe we'd seen like his stand-up or whatever but like what's it like going back and now seeing all these people who have like gone on to like international stardom like you know addison brie and is it is it a bit weird it, it is it is a little bit weird uh my um I think I only really knew Donald Glover. Oh, I can't remember where I first saw him, but I was like, oh, he's interesting. It was probably um, The Martian, to be honest. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's interesting. And then, you know, you hear, oh, he's also Childish Gambino. Oh, cool. And then, yeah, you know, lockdown, <laughs> nothing to do. And then there's community. And I'm like, oh, it's a community. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, and, I obviously um, got yeah, this when... We, like I started watching before he became childish. Like he may have had some early stuff that I might have missed. Oh uh, yeah. He then went on to to obviously do that more. That's just why he left the show. But yeah, it's it was really funny, and it's it's interesting hearing some interviews with with him and uh, Danny Pudi, and they talk about you know Danny talks about um, Donald showing him all the early stuff before it came out, and yeah, how awesome to mixtapes in the car. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> You guys, are we going to study Spanish or keep getting involved in each other's personal lives? I suppose we should actually get into maybe some, some actual community <laughs> and, and get onto the, the episode. We don't have any corrections this week, um, or if we did, I've forgotten about them and I'm very sorry. Yell at me on Twitter and I'll include them next week. Um, for for the start of this episode, we, we start this week in, in Spanish class, where Chang is telling the class that we should... Uh, start addressing it. Uh, start with our Spanish names, which is where the the intro came in. Um, and we see Pierce tossing scrunched up little bits of paper into Jeff's asleep mouth, open mouth, which is which is quite funny. Um, when Chang comes over and goes, no, 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 just just keep going a little more, <laughs> and uh, before screaming in his face to wake him up uh, and dismissing the class, which makes you wonder the way that Chang sort of goes, oh, this week we're going to do this, and then he immediately dismisses a class like how far was that class in before we got to that point i, I don't know yeah very, yeah very true <laughs> to me it's it kind of it, it bothers me but it also is is no surprise whatsoever like it, it, it i i imagine chang to be the kind of teacher who may just be happy to be asleep himself next to jeff the entire class and then wake up set a task and then go home <laughs> work ethic is probably not super high no. <laughs> um, as, <Not> everyone's, <laughs> as everyone's leaving, uh, Troy pretends to be Annie's backpack. This makes her her uh, giggle a little. Uh, then uh, then we get the first clip in the next scene. Annie, say there are two friends and they're in the same class, and one of them wants to ask the other one out on a date, like a grown up date, but within biking distance of his parents' house. <laughs> Well, they could do something on campus. 
tomorrow there's a picnic with live music on the East Lawn. They're calling it a night under the stars. <laughs> cool. I bet Randy would love that type of thing. Randy? Oh, I thought... Uh... Oh, you thought... I can't believe I misled you like that. <laughs> Listen, Randy can be the name of a guy or a girl. And in this case, it is definitely <laughs> a girl. Thanks for your help. Just for Clara Conjure. You're welcome. <laughs> Swing and a miss, big fella. I don't want to have your children. Damn, I picked oh. the wrong couple to fall out of class this morning. Jeff and Britta are dead air. <laughs> Zinger from Shirley at the end as well. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, she really did pick the wrong people to uh to follow out of class that, that day. Um I love how, how Troy just clear so misreads the situation. How how does he not get it by now? Well, like, I think it's 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 like it's when they start to, like they're kind of pinning up Troy and his narcissism, right? And he, he this is where he has like the a really big character transformation where he kind of suddenly, you know, everything's about him in season one, right? And you kind of got to build that narcissist profile so that you get this huge character arc by the end of season two. Um, I, I kind of love watching Troy just being like kind of jock Troy rather than nerdy Troy, only because you see in where he's going to go and you're just like, oh, you don't know, man. You don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. You're going to be so nerdy soon. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's, and it's the, it's the ignorance. It's, it's such ignorance is bliss. Like yeah. even even that little bit of oh you thought oh like she's followed you from high school she's in most of your classes you haven't figured out and we had that speech a week or two ago from Jeff saying did you enroll in all his classes or just enough of them like he he hasn't clearly put it together yet but no. how are you that far off the mark. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that's because secretly, like, Troy loves him at this point anyway? Troy is definitely more in love with himself than anyone else is actually in love with him. So, how could he ever notice someone else's affection when his self is just so high? Very true. Very, very yeah, true. I, I, I do have to, I've, I've, I have noted that I'm uh, deducting a point from Annie in her uh, Meow Meow Beans rating uh, just for her Troy regression phase. As we we, we as had she, that a couple of as weeks As soon as ago. she put on that Troy backpack, oh. just, just you can see the love hearts in her pupils. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, come on, Annie. <laughs> no, I must admit, I, I, I'm completely with you on the sugar bear because uh, when... Uh, I've got to get used to calling you Matt. When... Um, <laughs> The fact you that you've got Annie, who is like just definitely like one of the most intelligent characters in the thing, but like I guess this is like you know her kind of you know personal flaw, right? Is that she is yeah. so infatuated with this person, but you can't can't think Annie. Come on, you could be smart enough to realize that this is all a bit of a con, right? I don't yeah. know. Part of it feels a bit near. I agree with you on the on the loss of Miami being. <laughs> I, I I also just on that note before we move on to the next scene, Annie's a smart girl. And I know that love blinds people, but Troy is so stupid that surely she should be able to manipulate him. <laughs> I've, I, I've never actually had that thought until just this moment. Just surely, surely she should be able to do better. Yeah, If that's what she wants, true. she should be able to get him. Anyway, moving on. Um, no, you're definitely right. Yeah, you're right about that. She's blinded. Um, so meanwhile, Britta is uh, 
continuing their conversation with Jeff uh, and checking in because he appears to have actual bedhead this morning and, and was sleeping in class. Uh, also, he missed the entire side of his shave, face while shaving. Uh, Jeff thinks he's known as a as a tastemaker. Uh, and next month, so will Gwen Stefani, which is uh, a <laughs> shot of Gwen Stefani shaving her face. I assume. Um, but uh, also, but he how come- do you miss one half of your face? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. You have to I don't do well to do that. I've missed occasional section, like just a little piece or something. You just missed a, a tuft because you go sort of go around it accidentally. But yeah, an entire side. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's because he's like just he's, he's obviously like maybe right handed, not left handed. So he did his right side and then. Kind of stopped. Got distracted or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah surely you feel it. Um, as, as he sees Vaughn approach, he uh, he politely excuses himself and, and quickly leaves. Um, but but Pierce is like, Vaughn, Vaughn. Oh, the, t- the guy with tiny nipples you did it with as he approaches, which is just fantastic. Um, and the the um, the acting from Chevy Chase there was, was brilliant. Um, Britta says hi and wonders if uh, if they can talk sometimes. She's really sorry about how things ended. Vaughn is still very hurt and says, "Well, I'm sorry, I can't accept your uh, your apology because you're toxic, Britta. You know what? You're like the opposite of an antioxidant. So I assume she's just an oxidant." Um, <laughs> uh, Britta, you are oxygen. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's all you are. Um, I got brain. That's actually a brilliant insult, isn't it? When you, when it you just deconstruct it a bit, that's fantastic. Um, what yeah. is an oh, oxidant? I, I don't know. I'll let you look that up. I'm I'm not the uh, I'm not a chemist. Um, but he says uh, I got brand band band practice uh, lights uh, as he walks off. Uh, but asks, oh, can't we still be friends? Isn't the word later already short enough? Which I thought was fantastic because <laughs> as Australians we shorten everything. Um, uh, Pierce, Pierce is uh, considerately offers to uh, let me talk to him for you and it'll be better if it's man to man that way we won't be thinking about our chubby thighs or whether or not we can have babies oh, such a bad <laughs> oh read <my> um, <laughs> Britta, Britta expressly tells him don't talk to Vaughn Pierce takes this as, as you know what um, I'm telling you your hormones are, are clouding you don't talk to Vaughn uh, after she walks off, uh, Pierce takes this as this is Goyle for talk to Vaughn. I, I don't know how he, he got that. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I always thought that Pierce was like, you know, an absolute kind of caricature of a character. But then, like, I've met people in, in the last few months which are exactly like that, which are just completely, you know, absent minded and can't listen to anybody. And it's, uh, yeah, it's quite refreshing to know that actually he's based based in real life. Like oh, wow. they think that he's, um, oh, what's the word? Um, they think that you know they're reading between the lines and they're no, oh, no, no, it's all right. I I get what you mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it's no, 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 no. you don't. I told you to be there on Tuesday at six o'clock. Why weren't you there at Tuesday? At six? Oh, I thought you meant be there at eight o'clock. No. Well, it's the per- it's the perfect old white guy thing, right? Of you know, I I can solve all your problems, and when you tell me you don't want me to solve your problems, that's the key for I know how to solve your problems. That's that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, 
I, I do note there was no three greetings from um, Vaughn either. No, no, there ah. wasn't this time. No, now you mention it. Maybe yeah. that's how like stressed out and grieving he was that <laughs> he could only manage one. Yeah, yep, thinking yeah, up his right. song for. <laughs> I, I, I think that's his way of not greeting. Like that's his impolite. Like he wasn't really involved in the conference. Like he didn't come up and say hi at mm. all. He didn't really acknowledge them. It was only that she spoke to him, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not dealing with this." Maybe oh, I don't know. That's a that's a really good way to think about. It. Like the, it's almost like he's being formal. It's not like talking to a friend where you have your own lexicon. It's like, oh yeah, True. if I don't like you anymore, it's just one greeting. But if I like yeah. you, I'll give you four, maybe five. Who knows? Well, yeah. Whereas before, yeah. everyone was a friend, and so every, he was friendly with everyone and chill. And it was yeah, hi, hey, now, hello. Now now he just gets the uh, the single single uh, ending goodbye of late. Well, that, that's it. Because he he actually starts with, "Well, I'm sorry." Like it's it wasn't even a hello or anything in there. There was no greeting at all. So good pickup. Oh, it's just nothing. Well, I can relate to that because I'm I'm obviously British, as you can hear by the sound of my voice. Um, and really? I've noticed that I have to say thank you twice, and it's it's always thank you in two different. So it's it's normally thank you, cheers, and that's for anything. Like if someone hands me a piece of paper or if I buy a drink, and yet if I'm seething, angry with somebody, and like rather than not saying thank you at all. I just say it once, just so they know how bitterly angry I am. <laughs> you may get the thank you, but you do not get the cheers. Yes. I keep uh, an eye out for good that. way to I live. <laughs> so we uh, we next see um, Jeff pack up, uh, Jeff park up. There's a spelling error there. Um, Jeff park up around the back of one of the buildings in like a loading bay. Um, he then takes a toothbrush out of his out of his uh, boot and takes his shirt off and starts to what I can only in inverted commas say shower and brush his teeth from a tap. Um, when Shirley and Britta are just just happen to be kind of walking semi past, um, Shirley sort of ducks back around as as it catches her eye and says, "Oh, Britta." You sure you don't want a piece of that? <laughs> Clearly, Shirley might. Um, Britta's just curious at what he's doing. And Shirley says, oh, I know exactly what he's doing. My ex-husband spent four weeks doing that after his innocent mistake of calling me Valerie. That boy's living out of his car. As you see, Jeff start pumping weight while brushing his teeth. <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done it, you know? That Have was we? so good. I I don't know about you guys, but there's not too much other things I can multitask with while brushing my teeth. No. Let's leave like, that I alone. Probably, I, can probably, <laughs> I can probably multitask with pumping weights and doing other, like especially just one arm like he's doing, but not not brushing my you, teeth because I'll be too worried about it just going everywhere anyway. You, you don't want to lose lose yourself and hit yourself in the head with the with the weight. <laughs> also, the oh. rhythm because like if you're doing your teeth really fast and like yeah. you're lifting the weight really slow, like you're going to end up like just doing your teeth <laughs> in really as fast as you can. Take a tooth out. How did you lose a tooth? I was brushing them with yeah. the weights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get the uh, we only get the short credits here again, which is disappointing. Uh, I put a sad face in. Um, then. Uh, then we have a uh, another clip. 
I lived in my car for a stretch in the 70s. Nothing like betting a woman in the vinyl back seat <laughs> of a Skylark. Oh, peace. Of course, we didn't have the same safety standards back then, so... <laughs> no condoms. I tell you, before AIDS, <laughs> sex was like shaking hands. Hence AIDS. Oh, Brittles, I forgot to tell you, I uh, went and talked to Vaughn. What? Bad news is I could not patch up things between you. You really did a number on him. Good news is I'm the new keyboardist in his band. Oh, so I asked you not to talk to him, and you completely ignored me. Hey, Tiny, you're missing the headline. I'm in a rock band. Oh, I'd like to be there when the band finds out. Oh, hi, Jeff. We were just talking about how in today's economy... Living in your car, living in your car. You are living in your car. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not good at being coy. You guys are not living in my car. I'm just sleeping in it for a couple of days while I work out some problems with my condo. It's a very temporary issue. I've just got to pay some meaningless fees, and then they'll put my locks back on the door, and that'll be that. How are you going to get the money? Huh. Believe me, kitten. Winger's got moves. Cool. I'm sure he does. Uh, mm. How about how about Pierce at the start? Just it, as inappropriate as always, but you don't expect anything best. But Arbed's line at the end there is just really great. <laughs> it is the custard in the middle of a custard slice, isn't it? It's just yeah. absolutely perfect, like perfect timing. Uh, yeah. And also like a rare moment of actual social commentary from Danny Pudi, which is, you know, kind of intended to be funny. You don't really get yeah. much of that from Arbed. Normally it's kind of no. like, Normally it's a sarcastic, but yeah, it, it, yeah. it was very, very, yeah, so very, very much a social commentary. That that's very and, true. Uh, and I cl I clipped a little bit out of there because there's, there's a rather large pause before, um, before the uh, living in your car, living in your car, boy, the boy's <laughs> living in his car. Oh, oh, Shirley, no self control. She's so, um, so good, but. As classy, after all that takes place, uh, Shirley then offers Jeff a place to stay. Uh, Troy Troy says he would, but his dad's racist, um, which I find rather interesting. Um, the nice little play in there. Um, and Arbed says, you can stay with uh, stay with me uh, in the dorms. My room has a bunk bed, which is kind of a misnomer because it's the real deal. Uh, find out Jeff, Jeff has had enough of this. Tells the group, the next person that offers me charity... Or pity, looking at Shirley, um, <laughs> will be mentioned by name in his suicide note. Um, thoughts on that whole scene? Uh, just, a, just another great scene, I, I reckon. Um, yeah, you can definitely see this is like a starting to get the nail in the coffin of Jeff's legal career. It's his condo is his last bastion, and yeah, it's, um, it's not good. I wonder what actually happened because we don't. I don't think we actually find out at all what happened with his condo. Mm. But he can't pay for it, right? He's missing his payments. Yeah, I think. He, I think it might only be a rental, so I think it's. I think he's. Yeah. Rent, do you think? Yeah, and he's been turfed out because. Yeah. Oh, but sure, have you but seen he goes and he's, he's clearly got <laughs> money because he at the end of the episode. And I know we're jumping a long way ahead here. He gets a hotel room so he can afford a hotel room, and then he can afford. Very true. The rent somewhere else. So, surely maybe it's, it's just that he's, a thing maybe of... it's that he's got a mortgage because he does talk later on about liquidating some assets. I think it's in relation to something else, which we'll mention when we come to that scene. So presumably, maybe. like he he has things that he can liquidate. So maybe it's a mortgage payment he can't pay or, or something because obviously sure. he can get repossessed for that. But it'd be it's it's more likely to be a rental because he comments on the fact that he's had his locks changed 
And yes. I don't think yeah. you do that on a house that you own, right? That's more like a no. landlord doing it. So yeah. Uh, but I guess if if it's a condo, like if I I assume, and I don't know, someone might be able to correct me on Twitter, but condos are different to like standard houses. Having a condo is very different to having a house or a unit. Mm. I, think. I think so. I, I think it's like a locked community, t- almost. Yeah. So maybe. So maybe Very that's American where. It, thing. Yeah. 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 I know. I know that the only two references I have from condos is um, uh, Michael in the office. The office he has yeah. his condo, which is just you know like a big empty house, and then the yeah. other one is a Fight Club. Um, there's a condo in that which gets blown up and destroyed. Yeah, I think, like the, but the both reference... of those are different things. One of them is like an apartment. One of them is a house. So I don't know whether I don't know. We need an American to jump in. Yeah, what the hell is an actual condo, and how do they work? Can someone explain it to me in a Twitter sentence? Um, <laughs> um moving on. I to think the... one one thing to point out to that before yep. we move on briefly is like there is so much depth in Shirley just in this scene. Like you get. You get her busting out about the fact that she can't be coy, that she blatantly has like a surface value of, of, of care because she's offering like her place to stay in a sympathetic way. But also the fact that she blurts it out because she's so like she's so uh, pushed by her own truth that she literally can't begin to beat around the bush. She's just got to be like, boo, <laughs> straight out there. It has to be in a really good writing. It, it, it is yeah, it's really, really good. Well done. Um, so yeah, and she's so taken aback when when Jeff goes. The next person we mentioned in my suicide line, like you can almost see the guilt on her face already. Um, she's genuinely hurt by it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah right, well, she's scene. also she's religious, right? So if Jeff commits yes. suicide, he's going to hell. Well, <laughs> yes, yeah, true. And, and she will probably feel responsible for it. <laughs> Especially if she's not by, named by name in his suicide note. Um, Maybe that yeah. means that she's been going to hell. Possibly. Uh, uh, I'm scared for Shirley now. Well, there's, there's six seasons, so he doesn't die. <laughs> uh, just outside the study room, uh, Troy thanks Annie for her, her advice about A Night Under the Stars. Uh, Annie says, uh, any time, ever. Troy the, Troy says, uh, now I've got to figure out what to bring to the picnic. This will be my first college girl, uh, and I really want to impress her. Would you mind helping me uh, shop for this stuff? And he said she would love to, as Shirley is shaking her head in disappointment and, and makes a noise in the background, uh, saying no. And then uh, scene seven, we get another clip. Hey. Hey. Want to see my place? I can see it from here. Two girls are making out on the hood. No, my real place. <sighs> the condo board's trying to bluff me by listing my places available. Look at those faucets. Handcrafted in Italy, 100% expensive. Those faucets are beautiful. You know what they would go great with? A home, which you no <laughs> longer have. You need to move on with your life. Yeah, move on with my life. Schmoosh, schmoosh, schmish, my schmish. This condo is all that's left of me. Every part of it is a part of who I am. Is that a bidet? That part's for resale value. And Saturday afternoons. <laughs> you know... Downgrading your lifestyle is your chance to grow as a person, maybe even become one. You know, the less you have, the more you can be. You know what I'm saying? There's a silver lining here, isn't there? You're attracted to bums. Good night. <laughs> Come on. What's <laughs> your dinner at my place? I got a hot plate that plugs into a cigarette lighter. Yeah, but your kitchen's being towed. 
<laughs> Stop! That's my house! <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Just how he tries to make it so romantic. I have a hot plate that plugs into my, cer- my cigarette lighter. Do you reckon that line has ever worked on anyone? I think if you've got the body and mind of Jeff Winger, it probably does work and you don't need to put much more effort in than that. I mean, we've just seen him with a shirt off. Doesn't that do half of it? Surely. You would think Possibly. so. Possibly. But then it's still like, what kind of a... Oh, no, I'm sure there are people that would go for that. Never mind. We all, <laughs> we all remember Kendra with a K. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's that's coming up. That's not a spoiler. So we get, uh, we get then... Uh, Jeff knocking immediately on Abed's door and asks, can I live with you? Abed says, yeah, cool. You want the top bunk? Top top or the bottom? Jeff wants the top. Abed says it's a race and immediately turns around and jumps on the top bunk. Uh, <laughs> looks like Jeff is stuck with the bottom. <laughs> Just so, so, such Abed. Such pure Abed. Yeah. Just yeah, unfiltered I, joy in the moment, right? That, that's that's right. This is You can just see they're going to have such a good... Um, chemistry. It just works. So it's what about between the two of you? If the two of you were in the uh, if the two of you were in the the the, uh, the dorm and you had to run for the bunk, who's getting top? Who's getting bottom? I, <laughs> see, I, I reckon I've got him in the athleticism. However, yeah, Brad plays dirty. I can see it in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jack would turn around and I'd just ankle tap him. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm seeing him with an extension cord just wrapping it around my legs and just watch me fall <laughs> flat and then laughing at me from the top bunk. Oh, indie yeah. style. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then and and we all know that Matt would lose that one, so we don't need to talk about him. <laughs> Matt would be on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen Matt run, it's a sight to behold. That's all we need to say. Um Jeff appears to be uh, trying to sell someone some uh, some mid condition issues of, of Spider Man comics uh, to a guy over the phone to liquidate some assets, as mentioned before. Um, but this ends with uh, with him saying, "So he's pacing back and forth in front of Arbed that's trying to watch TV, which is very rude." Um, the conversation ends with uh, saying, "No, your incredulity uh, perplexes me, nerd," uh, and hangs up. Which I'd just love to hear the other side of that conversation. Um, I'm kind of intrigued as to why, like, he's got Arbed sitting right in front of him. Surely, like, with his obsession with pop culture, Arbed would have some interest in these comics. Mm, you think so? It depends what he's asking for them, though. Like, clearly, Arbed's in uh, probably not in a great financial state, as we've already discovered, and uh, he's living in a dorm. So, mm. yeah, you probably can't trade them for a, a box of cereal, can you? <laughs> No, no but that needs to be a think, lot of cereal. You'd think that Abed would have connections, though, or he'd know where the market would be. Yeah, Possibly. or he'd know, like, a collector who might be able to pay the right price for it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I think just Abed's into what he's into. Like, he doesn't necessarily... Abed just goes with the flow. Like, him seeing other people... Like, it's only later on that we see him with other friends. These are These are his friends, more or less. So, I don't know how many other circles he rolls in, but I wouldn't have thought it'd be that many. What if Arbed actually hates Spider-Man? Because he's always Batman, right? Whenever he's he a superhero. Is. I mean, Troy's Spider-Man once, I think, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. But also, I, I don't understand where, like, 
how did Jeff get Mint Edition Spider-Mans? <laughs> That's a good point. Because, like, I get it later on. Like, later in this episode, um, Abed calls him a bit of a nerd and it, it sort of comes out later he is a bit nerdy and stuff. But I wouldn't have thought he'd be that nerdy, especially not in his old life. Maybe now, but not back then. Yeah. But he is quite particular, isn't he, Jeff? Like, I'm thinking about, you know, taking the grease off of his pizza and, like, you know, the the the, the faucets that are very, like, meticulous. Like, he is somebody who you can imagine maybe is going to buy something and just keep it in its case. Like, really? you don't imagine his apartment looks very lived in, right? It's kind no. of just quite pristine, so it could fit. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Will Smith's uh, apartment out of Bad Boys 1. Yes. Uh, then the rest, of the, the rest of the same, you get to quit. Jeff, did I say anything in my sleep last night about farm animals or Brian Williams? I don't think so. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Lucky Charms? How are you so satisfied all the time, Abed? I mean, don't you ever want anything more out of life than cereal? Sometimes I like to pour hot cocoa mix into cold milk and drink it like a cold hot chocolate. I call it special drink. <laughs> and someday you will know it by its true name, diabetes. <laughs> You're Goldie Hawn, Jeff. I'm sorry? You're Goldie Hawn. Is it the lips? No. In Overboard, she was just like you. Wealthy, assertive, arrogant, got manicures all the time. But then she fell off her boat, and it was a good thing for her, because ultimately she realized she was happier being poor and raising four unruly boys with Kurt Russell. Can I not be Kurt Russell in this scenario? You do whatever you want. You just have to know what that is. For me, it's Lucky Charms and TV. I could use a break. Yeah, I was going to cut that down, but I couldn't make it work with the TV sounds in the background. Um, I just love how plain and simple Arbed's life is. Yeah, it's just, great. Love it. Yeah. Isn't that kind of what we all want though, right? I mean, you, you always think like, oh, I'm so busy, blah, blah, blah. But actually like just sit down and just watch a bit of TV with some good food. Bloody good, isn't it? Perfect. Yeah. But like his highlight is special drink. Which is just a cold hot chocolate. That's his highlight. Like for most people, it might be like a a good steak with friends, or like a nice scotch, or a yeah. Like, but scotch is just still just special drink, right? It's just well, another version of special. Don't forget, Abed doesn't drink. He only really drinks when he's drinking with Jeff, uh, doing the directing. So, you know, to, to someone who doesn't drink alcohol, like maybe chocolate milk is the best thing in the world. You know, what, surely there are there are fine cuisine like I I don't know I just I think that there's there's got to be higher things to aim for than a four dollar <laughs> beverage. Jack, you, can't, you can't drink alcohol ever again. What do you treat yourself with? Oh, but like I I like really nice food or like going out with mates and and to have something special. Whereas his mm. highlight is still the couch in his <laughs> dorm room with special drink. <laughs> you, just, you just you just want Arbed to aim higher, basically. Yeah, yeah. Just just slightly higher. That's all. Um, maybe I'm being too judgy. No, it's probably a good indication of his background, right? Because you know, his yeah. obviously his sisters uh, lives quite a sheltered life. Maybe he just lived a sheltered life before as well. Yeah, I would have thought so. And I think clearly, as the season progresses, he does aim higher, especially when he's. You know, living living with other roommates and stuff, and you see that, you know that that expands his world a bit more without giving any any spoilers away. Um, 
So then our next scene is uh, in the cafeteria. Annie presents uh, Troy with a picnic blanket. Um, Troy thinks this is genius. He was just going to lay down some newspaper. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, like a dog. <laughs> uh, Annie tells him it's the blanket my grandmother used to call my grandfather. I, I don't know how that's relevant, but um, like clearly it's uh. just setting up that it's an heirloom, but... I don't know how that's romantic for other people. Um, no, I think it was her trying to court Troy. Yeah, it is. But it's, well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's her setting up the date as if it's the two of them trying to do yeah. it. So she's yeah. making it romantic yeah, it and it's just going completely over his head. But yeah, that's right. He's still so thinking about my very squeaky Randy. chair. Oh, that's all right. We are, we are a professional podcast here with such high standards. You've listened to us before. <laughs> <laughs> Our millions and millions of listeners, they'll um they're very uh, uh very understanding. Uh Troy thinks this is pretty hot. Uh not the squeaky chair, the uh the blanket. Um <laughs> and uh and hugs her before leaving. Now I'll note that Annie gives just a little moan as he as he hugs her here and uh, just too much. Um <laughs> Like clearly, she's she's so into it. Um, <laughs> she is so pent up. It's so bad. Uh, Shirley comes over and is like, "Tell that boy how you feel." And he points out that it's scary, and if he's uh, not interested, I could lose the friendship too. Um, Shirley thinks she could. Love is always a gamble, um, but waiting won't change the dice. You either <laughs> roll them or lose your turn. And he says she's going to roll them. She's just, I just. <laughs> I just need a few more shakes. <laughs> Shirley says, shake them in your mind. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, it. just, it's just fantastic <laughs> to, to work. <laughs> it's a very visual scene. Uh, if you haven't seen the episode, first off, rewind to the start, watch the episode and start again. Um, but yeah, this such a visual case. So funny. He's just sitting in the cafeteria having a go. Um, Shirley says, yeah, shake him in your mind. Uh, now, if you excuse me, Pierce's band is starting and I want, want to go watch the train wreck. Um, kind of hoping for a Michael Richards situation. Oh, jeez. Now, I'm, just... I'm very ignorant of this. You'll have to enlighten me to the Michael Richards situation. I didn't oh. quite get it, but it sounds like Brad did. But I just, uh, I, I, I can just imagine what it is. I think he, I think at one point he was, um, he was doing stand-up and uh, he came out, uh, I think it was with an African-American joke or something along those lines. And it was very, very racist, um, which is the gist of the story. <laughs> um, yeah, which is probably on point with, um, with Pierce, to be brutally honest. Oh, was it just like a really, really awkward moment when he kind of came out with it? I think it was... Um, yeah, it was actually Mike, on stand-up. And Michael Richards talk- was Kramer. Yes. That's where you might understand that reference from. I Googled it. I did oh, I did he- look it up earlier. So you remember how Kramer got in a lot of... Well, it wasn't Kramer, but it was the guy that played him afterwards. Yeah, he came out and there was some... Um, I think there were some African-Americans in the, in the audience and he sort of yeah. came off a little bit. He got in a lot of trouble. Ah, so essentially, she she's kind of just hoping for Piers to say something so racist on stage and he gets cancelled. Oh no, yeah. I just think they just that yeah, it's just going to be a oh. train wreck. Um, would you like me to read in um, 
uh, in a censored way, what what Michael Richard said. Sure. Judging by that Go little for- giggle, please. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, Are we going to get cancelled just by saying it? By by uh, saying th- it in a censored way? Uh, throw his ass out. He's a, insert word here, he's a, insert word here, he's a, insert word here, he's a, insert word here. Look, there's a, insert word here. Is right. that word that we're inserting the N word? Yes. Rhymes with bigger. Oh. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that'll yeah, do okay. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> do it. Also, very much like Pierce. Yeah. I'm quite amazed yeah. that they didn't get, like, I'm sure you probably couldn't actually broadcast it, but I'm amazed that they didn't get <laughs> him saying that word. Imagine anything. how quickly they got cancelled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three times. <laughs> Community cancelled after racist gag. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You can't do that, but no. No. Um, Brilliant writing. I mean, yeah. amazing, amazing writing. Yeah. So in the in the next scene, which is only sort of just just on the other side of the cafeteria, Shirley slides in next to Britta with her phone out and uh and we get a bit of what Pierce's band is. Uh what yeah, well Pierce's Fawn's band, either way. Oh they're pretty good. This isn't good for you? No. Just wanna show Vaughn some support to help smooth things over. Saying goodbye was the hardest thing to do. But when someone's a bitch and a liar, there ain't nothing left to woo. I'm getting rid of Britta. What am I doing? I'm getting rid of the bee. She's an awkward bee. I'm getting rid of Britta. I'm getting rid of the bee. She's a GDB. And uh, we don't need to hear any more of that. Um, yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Um, yeah. And the, the, the look of... she's. When Britta's got that fake smile on her face, she's she's really there for four. She's she's trying really hard, and he comes out with that. It's just priceless, and her face just drops. And when Pierce tunes it, like Pierce went to go and help her out and support, and then was offered this gig in the band because I imagine Pierce was just talking about Pierce and saying, "Hey, I play keyboard," um, <laughs> and then he has lines. Fantastic. Oh, the fact that he comes out and sings. That's it. Like, <laughs> not the fact that he's just in the band, but he has lines in the song. Like, he's, yeah. It's, it's well, that fantastic. means that he, he's convinced them that he's a singer. Yeah. God, I wish we had that scene. Sure. <laughs> but sure, like, oh, I think we, we may have had a correction earlier that was um, a couple of the episodes were. I think the last episode, one of the episodes we did last week, I can't remember which one, was shot out of yeah. order. I think that was shot as episode three and was played as episode six, I think, which was Football Feminism yeah. and You. So I think that was where there was a, we had a bit of a thing of, hang on, that happened last week or something. And that may have been something in there that it was shot out of order. Therefore, there's some continuity in there. Um but at this point, we are roughly in line with episodes. So, surely Vaughn has heard his singing efforts earlier with the school song. <laughs> maybe he dug it. I, maybe. <laughs> I, oh, I Very confusing. But I think there's. I have to give a special shout out to a little, a little Easter egg that I have in here where I, I, can't, I think not. it's not last episode because that was the... the um, 
the Dennis de Villas Metos. Um, yes. I've yes. butchered the pronunciation, but I think the one before that, right, is where Britta and Vaughn break up. Yeah. And when they, at the end, it has um, Vaughn's mate coming over to him and saying, no worries, man. And then Vaughn looks off into the distance and goes, some worries, man. Some and the guy, yes. the guy behind him just goes, wow. Or <laughs> whatever. And in this scene, uh, there is a tour poster behind Britta of Vaughn's face that just says, some worries. <laughs> and I think that what's happened is that that thought of Vaughn saying some worries and the guy going, whoa, has like formed its way into like their EP. Because at the end of the episode, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but you hear Vaughn shouting some worries. We are, so yeah, I think like, says, like a, we are some worries. So that's the band name. Yes. I was going to leave that to oh, the Oh, that's end. the band name. Yes. That's the yeah. band oh. name. So, yeah, his band name is some worries. Some worries. <laughs> Can we swear on this show? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Oh, it's so I, fucking good. It's so good. It's oh, it's just fucking gold. Yeah, we can. I tick a box and it says there's expletives in this and we can't get in trouble. Um, doesn't make people prop, listen to Props this, to the, the prop department of, of Community because I think without them, it wouldn't be half the show it is. Like, yeah. it truly spectacular effort from them. Yeah. yeah. Even like a couple of weeks ago, Matt picked up on, you know, just stuff in the background of a scene, which is that, um, I don't know what room you'd call it, but there's a, there's a room where there's a whole bunch of scenes and there's like a, a foosball table and like a pool table and stuff, which the pool table and, and futsal, uh, futsal, um, table will come up later in a later episodes. But in that room, you know, he was noticing all the other props from like there's an ice hockey um, uh, stick and there's a baseball bat yeah. and all sorts of stuff. So there's clearly there's a lot of gags in the background that you've really got to pay attention to. And you know, like the you know the arts department or the props department, whoever whoever comes up with that sort of stuff in the background, it's gold. If you see it, you see it, and if you don't, you don't. But it it all adds to it. It's so good. It's so, probably one of the reasons why Community is such a rewatch value is because actually you can watch the whole thing and just look at the background. Yeah. 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 I, I do. I make sure that I have two watches and I still miss stuff, but I watch it twice. I watch it once with subtitles so I can do all the quotes and all that sort of stuff. And then I'll watch it just pure, just visual. So there's nothing impeding it and just to see what I see and to pay attention and to pick up more stuff. Um. In the in the next scene, we get uh, Jeff and Jeff and Arbed are on the couch watching TV together. Um, Arbed says, "Really great to have uh, somebody to watch stuff with." Uh, my dad, my dad never wanted to watch anything, so it's kind of raised by TV. Jeff agrees. He said, "TV is the best dad there is. TV never came home drunk. TV never forgot me at the zoo. TV never abused and insulted me, unless you count cop rock." <laughs> uh, Arbed <laughs> thinks cop rock sounds cool. Um, and Jeff agrees, and uh, I don't know whether you guys watch uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, um, but he did a thing a couple of weeks ago where that was a, a running side gag on how bad Coprock was, and I didn't need to watch any of it after that. I haven't seen Coprock, oh, but true. it looks so bad, so bad. Um, also, I'd like to know more about the story where... Uh, he was Jeff was forgotten at the zoo. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was too specific of a reference. Yeah, some very dark insights into Jeff's childhood. Yeah, 
Um, is it ever mentioned again? Not that I know of. No. It's um, very quiet on his family side from memory. Yeah. Mm. Just little, we just get little nuggets, but yeah. Yeah. Clearly, like the rest of it, you kind of go, okay, I can see how that happens. But Forgot Me at the Zoo is specific. Um, yeah. It's like the head through the jukebox thing. That is too specific to be improvised. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think that Arbed doesn't ask more about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he heard about Coprock and was just Coprock? Off. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tangent. Yeah. So Britta comes in and says, oh, wow, you guys are really dorming it up in here, huh? Uh, Jeff points out in the last two days, he only spent a quarter, uh, which is impressive. Um, Arbed says uh, they're having the time of their lives. But it says, "Who needs see? Who needs platinum faucets? You guys, do you even guys, do you guys even have faucets in here?" Jeff says, "Yeah, there's a communal bathroom down the hall. Uh, it actually come to t- help me come to terms with losing my condo. You don't sit on a toilet like that until you've left the material world world behind." <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. After using like sometimes you you go into a, a public toilet for whatever reason, and especially men's bathrooms, oh, sometimes you just go. Oh, I'll hold it. Um, yeah, I once went into a, a a shared bathroom at the university I went to, and it was in a in an infamous place called Bead House, which essentially was like fifty students or forty students on each floor. And I went into the shared toilet once, and just you know how like in a lot of places they'll have like uh, roof tiles, like just you know kind of polystyrene tiles on the yeah. roof. I went into the toilet and none of these tiles were left. It was just seeing completely oh. through to the roof. Oh god! <laughs> oh. I hope that uh, I hope that Jeff didn't have a toilet that bad. Hopefully not. Um, we then get introduced for uh, Pavel from next door, and Abed introduces him uh, to Britta, um, and he does so. Uh, I believe he does so in Polish. He actually has a couple of little lines here that are Polish because because Pavel is Polish, which is really nice that Abed has got a, Pol- a Polish neighbor and has taken the time to learn Polish. Uh, or bits well, of he, he is Polish, right? He's half Polish. Arbed? Yeah. I thought he was half Polish. I didn't think so. I think, no, his mum was American and his dad was, what they say? Some form of Arabic. They speak Arabic, but I don't know where, if they ever mention a specific region. Oh, I thought there was some kind of maybe it's Danny Pudi. I think Possibly. there's some. I think there is some. Maybe Twitter verse can help us out on this. I think there's there is some kind of Polish connection to Abed other than uh, Pavel. It might be Danny Pudi though. Uh, uh, apologies okay. if I've just absolutely thrown something yeah. out there. That's because I know like his his mum is. Uh, they say his mum is American and his dad his dad is um, Arabian of some kind. Um, that was episode. I know one, that anyway. they. I know that they absolutely butcher. Um, what what uh, his ethnicity is compared to Danny Pudi, but um, yeah, well, he's a character. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of being an actor, I believe. Um, yeah, of course, you can do what you like. Uh, Pavel, yeah, Pavel comes in, um, and as soon as he he, he gets introduced to Britta, um, he starts singing Vaughn's song. So Britta excuses herself because she has a uh, a future murder victim to visit. Um. And I noticed at the end of this, Arbed and Jeff say cool, but then Jeff says cool, cool, cool at the end of that scene, which is fantastic. Very cool. He's been Arbedized. <laughs> yeah. And, and from my knowledge, it's the only time he says it. 
Um, well, it's definitely the only time he said it so far, but I don't think he says it in any other time. So maybe it's just the couch. No. Um, Britta walks in on on brand band practice in the uh, in the next scene. Guys, what the hell? Get Britta, Britta. That song was disrespectful to me and to the definition of rhyme scheme. Wow. <laughs> if you don't like my song, you don't have to listen, Britta. All right, I'm an artist, and I write what I feel, and I feel that you suck. Oh, oh, all right, hold on here, Vaughn. Can I have a word with you? As he tries to get out from Fantastic the physical comedy from here. <laughs> what did you just say to her? Listen, I know Britta's your friend, but my song is more Your song? We wrote it together. Are you trying to Garfunkel me? Maybe. Assuming to Garfunkel someone is to keep putting up with him, even though a fat, lazy cat who hogs the spotlight and eats all the lasagna. I get it. You're jealous of me. <laughs> Garfield someone, maybe? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because when I put on these skinny jeans, my ass looks like a baby pumpkin. Or maybe because I'm not a small, nippled, credit-hogging jag who only knows three power chords. My band, my song. Throw it temporary. Get on the horse. Lights! Lights! Pierce, did you just defend my honor? Huh? Huh? Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, totally. There's just, there's so much in that. So, I know it was a really long clip, but there's so much in there. There's uh, the physical comedy all around, like... When um, when Vaughn goes over to Pierce and he starts flipping the qu- cable around, <laughs> <laughs> throwing tambourines got me. Oh, oh this is so much. Also, uh, the, and- like as as a really nerdy point, the sound design in this scene is awesome. You can tell this done by Ludwig. Obviously, he's a musician, but you you can hear every time when Vaughn's like walking around with a guitar, you can hear the kind of bum notes that have been put into the sound. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah no, it's it's really it's a it's a really good scene. And yes, I did check it, and he did do the music. I did know that ah. one from this episode. Um, yeah, because I was looking up all the music stuff and and who the rapper was at the end, so it came up. Um, but yeah, and I love that. I don't know what Pierce was trying to do if he wasn't trying to defend her honor. Well, he's trying to defend his right because yeah. he's he's just concerned with the fact that he thinks he's getting uh, he's getting the credit taken away from him. And then when Britta's like, "Oh, you defend him, honor," he just immediately like, "Oh yeah, I meant to do that." <laughs> of course, this, you know this could also this- work work for me. <laughs> <laughs> this 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 may make that Jeff kid uh, stop picking on me. Oh, that pesky Jeff kid. Yep. What must his mother think of him? <laughs> Also, the fact that, like, uh, you know, obviously they, they, they play the generational thing, the fact that he, he says he's Garfunkling him and uh, Vaughn <laughs> yeah. just mistakes it for Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was brilliant. I think Jack's either looking very concentrated or we may have lost him. <laughs> oh. I think we may have lost him. I am the host now. Oh, it's a good job we recorded our audio separately. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also just just on a side note, um, I, I presume uh, you know th- this may stay in as we're recording our audios uh, separately. But uh, just to, while we wait for Jack to come back, it made me realise that um, do they ever actually go to uh, Piers's parents' house before the mum dies, and is she just not there? 
I, I don't know, because, we, yeah, we talked about Pierce's mum, and we thought, yeah, it was, it was very, very confusing what she was saying about his, uh, his dad, and then, obviously, we meet his dad later, so, yeah, I I honestly don't remember that um, that episode. That might have been one of the ones that I missed. Mm, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit all over the place with uh, the kind of genealogy of Piers Hawthorne and and who's yes. in there. I wonder if there's any other characters that we meet only via voice. I don't think so. Podlord is back. I am back. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I had internet difficulties, which is uh, it's not me fantastic. for a change. <laughs> it's, uh, it's me this time, so I'll have to have uh, a bit of editing fun with this later on. Oh, we we um, were still recording, and uh, yeah, we had, we had some good discussions about um, uh, Pierce's mum and dad. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right. All the Just the physical comedy in, in all that. And uh, I, I don't know whether you guys answered the question or not, but just for, for my reference, what was Pierce doing if he wasn't defending her honour? Like, at the end there, he was really surprised by defending my honour, but... What was, what was it? What else was he doing? Well, I kind of think if you look at the staging of it, I think that when I don't think Brit is actually aware of anything they're saying. I think she can just see what's happening, yeah. and she sees like obviously them talking a bit, and then Vaughn storming out, and so just presumes that that's what's happened. Yeah, and, and, and Pierce, Pierce just rolls like, with it yeah. because you know he, he will take any kind of social credit he can get his dirty little hands on. Yes. Yeah. Well, I yes. guess I guess as, as well he was he did talk about are you trying to garf uncle me like are you trying to just take all the credit <laughs> like clearly this is a combined effort between the two of them so maybe it's that uh, I did like the the garf field garf uncle that was that was really good well played for yes. yeah 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 Lewis said the same thing that yeah. was very much a good play. Do you wonder if that was like intentional misreading of the generations or do you reckon that he was just trying to insult him? He was just trying Ooh. to insult him. Like I get, I get what a Garfunkel is. I understand that reference. But Garfield, like <laughs> I can see Vaughn sitting there, mesmerized by Garfield. <laughs> a, a cat. It's a cat that talks. <laughs> um, anyway, we're uh, back on track. Uh, so. Uh, and he has everything laid out, ready for uh, ready and he's showing Troy exactly what to do on his date, step by step. I'm surprised there's not a binder. Um, <laughs> uh, and she's being a little bit too specific to Troy, but Troy doesn't notice. Uh, then he says that he has to go get ready, uh, and Annie has something to tell him. Um, and before we'll get to that, just one quick note. What was going to happen with all the shit that was on the ground? Because she, they're about ready, like... They've got it all laid out. It's all perfect. Troy's just going to go and go get ready. He, he was about to fuck off. So was she just going to leave it all there? <laughs> she doesn't care about the heirloom, does she? Well, well no. Like, I think Troy didn't care. And Annie was reckon, just happy you, to leave it there. Do you reckon it's the kind of thing where, like, you know, you leave something to save your space in line? Like, maybe they're just maybe. a bit more liberal over in, on campus. I would have thought it would have been the opposite, but hey. Um, I think you're right. I think it would be the opposite. Maybe Troy just really doesn't care. Maybe I don't know. But Annie didn't seem to care either. So yeah, it's it's TV. Let's let's put that one up for TV. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so Annie has something to tell him, and uh, her appendix is bursting. Uh, Troy says, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my, my appendix is bursting. Ah! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Which is fantastic. Then we get... Uh, <laughs> The next scene is is them with the school nurse, who is played by Patton Oswalt, which is a great choice. Such um, yes. a good cameo. Yeah, Very good. and and just before we got a clip of it, because how could I not? But I noticed he in the IMDb had him credited as Nurse Jackie, although his name tag is T Lerma. <laughs> so I because I specifically I because I was I. I needed to, to credit him. I, I looked it up. I went, hang on. Those two things don't add up. But uh, Do you know what, that's... though? It does add up when you think about it in the context of Greendale because they surely couldn't have a competent nurse working there. And so the fact that their nurse is so forgetful that like he can't even remember his own name tag and has to grab someone else's name tag, it's yes. kind of on point for Greendale, right? Possibly Very he's true. not actually the nurse. That would be the worst case. The <laughs> that would be worst case scenario. He's just, he's just the he, receptionist, just having a go. Yeah, something like that. I don't. Maybe Greendale doesn't actually have a nurse. He's just been doing it for so long. They just assume that he's the nurse. Maybe he could be a vet major. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many possibilities. Uh, let's get into the clip. Okay, two young students. I think I've been to this dance before. You guys are sexual partners, right? No, no, he's my very good friend, and I have appendicitis. Thanks for bringing me here. I guess I ruined your date, huh? Okay, doesn't seem to be anything wrong with you. Cool. I'll see you. (laughs) Where does it hurt? Everywhere. Okay, we have to quarantine (laughs) you. We got to get you to a safe distance. My date's on the East Lawn. East Lawn, perfect. Great. Okay. Wait, wait, uh, this is a date? Oh, yeah, you need these. Nice. I'll be thinking of you. Oh. Okay, I need to go. No, we, I mean, we have to observe you overnight. It's policy. We, we don't want another Vanessa Parsons on her hand. She was the typhoid Mary of herpes. <laughs> I'm kind of the Hawkeye around here, so it's kind of a... Are you seeing anybody? <laughs> That makes me think he's not the nurse. Um, I just, a couple of things. He carries around a pocket full of condoms all the time, or yeah, it's Pat and Ellsworth, You know, like the guy's got to be ready. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's not actually a nurse Jackie thing. It's a Pat and Oswald thing. He's just always carrying them <laughs> around. Uh, but that's, I can't that's... believe they didn't use him more as a season regular. I know he pops up. Uh, once again, but come on, man! Like even like Dan Harmon is a huge fan of Patton Oswalt. You'd, you'd think mm. that he could be a regular character. In I can only think then. that he's busy because, like, at this point, is almost peak Patton Oswalt time. So, yeah, I can only think that he's that he's quite busy. But fantastic! They need they could have used him a lot more. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch good. of yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of things where they could have kept going to the nurse. Uh, any other notes? I almost feel like it could be a complete spinoff as well if they wanted to. <laughs> oh, what could go wrong? Nurse at Greendale. <laughs> How many times a week does uh, does Starburns go to the nurse? God. Starburns and Leonard. Probably reckon... to re- refill this their prescriptions. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I reckon <laughs> Starman makes at least three visits a week for like various different kinds of rashes that he doesn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of them shaving. <laughs> but where? Um, oh. But Britta comes upon <laughs> Britta comes upon Jeff and Arben in the cafeteria at a dessert station. Um I don't know where the dessert station comes from, but sure. Um, and asked why they weren't in Spanish. Uh, Jeff tells her that they had a night rider marathon. Abed adds a uh, shadowy flight into the world of men who does not exist. When uh, Abed uh, asks Britta for a word. You need to take Jeff back. Mm, never had him. Don't want him. Especially now he's got a real Phil Spector vibe going. He's like E.T. He crashed in my place and we're friends now, which is great for me, but it's bad for him. He needs to get back. What am I supposed to do about that? Use your lady parts. Abed! Don't be naive, Britta. The charge between you two is keeping him going. Tell him you'll make love to him if he takes a shower and finds a nice place to live. I'm heading back. Pavel's making babka. Do it, Britta. Seduce him. Draw the tapeworm of Jeff's old self out of him with the bowl of milk that is your sexuality. No. Then say goodbye to E.T. Abed, it's open! So uh, Troy is wearing just a, a t-shirt and boxes just in the middle of the cafeteria and he is really not in a good place. No, this is this is uh, probably one of Jeff's, Jeff's lowest points. The only other... Oh, no, I can't say this in the future, but there's not many times where he kind of sinks lower than this, right? No. No, very no. true. Um, but the awareness of... Uh, and, and I've got to think that it's the TV here, but the awareness of Arbed to be like, Use your lady parts, Britta. You've got to get him back on track. He just, he sees what's happening. Um, so uh, the next scene we get, uh, we get Jeff laid out on the couch and uh, and Britta come, comes in as he's uh, washing the, the Jeffersons. Uh, and Britta gets a, uh, a an awesome speech. And this is another long clip. I didn't include too many clips this week, but... Um, we had a couple of long ones, and this is another long one. But it's worth it, trust me. Hey, what are you doing? That was the Jefferson's honky. I was wrong, okay? Material possessions are important. Think how much happier the Jeffersons were than that family on Good Times. Yeah, but they had good times. Well, do good times really matter? What about good cars, good lobster? What about that, that sport where the British people ride the horses with the really long hammers. Jeez, you are way out of your element here. Yes, and I do not believe a single <laughs> word I am saying for me. But for you, maybe you're one of those rare people with nothing underneath the surface. Maybe if you put stain remover on a turd, you don't get a diamond. You just get a turd with less direction in life. Thanks, coach. You turn the TV back on. <laughs> oh! Faucets. Italian faucets, handcrafted. These look like. Wait. I made this notch to indicate optimal cleansing temperature for combination skin. <laughs> These were mine? For a fancy condo, you've got awful security. Install those in a new apartment so that every day when you're spending way too much time on your hair, you can look down and think, I was a huge phony before. I can do it again. You're into me. I beg your unbelievable pardon. Look at all this work you're doing just to have me around again. You were way more attracted to me than you were willing to admit. I 
was doing this all for Abed, you were the worst. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, that's fantastic. I can only assume that they weren't in the bag when it was originally thrown at him because that would have hurt. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> um, Especially where it landed. Yeah, right in his, right in his stomach. Um, I, oh, also, the look on the... Uh, Whoever the salesperson's face is, as they uh, as they start touring the the condo for other people, and notice that the handcrafted Italian faucets, which I'm sure probably would have been in the in the ad, uh, were missing. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that there's just boot marks everywhere, because you can imagine that Britta probably didn't give a shit about taking the shoes off or anything. And- no, true, probably came true, in the true. back through a park or something, and yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like Jeff probably has like shag carpet, and Brit is having a cigarette and something else on her way in. Uh, yeah, she's gonna leave a uh, leave evidence for sure, and it's Britta, so she definitely Britted it, you know. Yeah, she definitely Britted it. It's amazing she even brought back the faucets. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she I, just she just installed them and left them on the counter. She actually follows through. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> probably the one thing she actually follows through on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that yeah, that's it's and that's a great speech. It's really good to get yeah. um, to have Jeff's speeches against Jeff, um, especially when mm. only a few episodes ago he was getting her off for the uh, you know for hey. the cheating thing with a um, <laughs> no with the with the uh, yeah the the cheating thing at the six thousand dollar judges table. Um, so having her lawyer Jeff out of it, and uh, and Jeff pointing out that she's way out of her depth talking about rich people stuff was really good um oh you're just not being able to relate to jeff with high society whatsoever <laughs> but it's also like a, it's a great testament to Bruce's character the fact that like she's one of the few people in the show who genuinely always try to do the right thing um and very rarely succeeds a bit <laughs> but this this was a success um so we get uh in the next scene it's uh, just before the uh, the the show that um, we've been building up to all episode, and uh, Pierce walks up to Vaughn and tells tells him that I uh, just wanted to let you know I haven't changed my man, mind about the band. I am out. Uh, will you do me a favour? Uh, will you lay off Britta? I mean, she may walk like she got off a horse, but underneath all that clown makeup, she's a good kid. Which is just, I don't know how many backhands, but there's a few in there. Um, Vaughn says, mm-hmm, no worries, man. I've moved on anyway. Late. Uh, and then uh, goes to perform <laughs> to the crowd while taking his shirt off, I might add. Um, <laughs> then uh, Vaughn's song is uh, is similar to before, um, but, uh, but about Pierce this time, because of course it is. Pierce pissed him off last. That's who he writes about. Um, and he comes in to... Uh, and he comes in to interrupt the, uh, the date that Troy has. Um, in in the nurses' gown, ga- uh, not in the nurses' gown, but like in a um, in a like a hospital gown, um, and uh, and we get a clip of this. And this sort of crosses over between. There's quite a few things happening in this in this scene, so it sort of covers m- as much as I can. Before you two proceed, I have one thing to say. Did you say it already? <laughs> I want my nose blanket back. Do you, do you guys mind? I, did, did you scoot over? It's an heirloom. You want it? 
Thank you. Have a nice date. I don't care what you think. For me, that was huge. I know, sweetie. Let's go find you some pants. His body yeah. made all wrinkles and folds, stupid and ugly. He smelled like a fart. <laughs> Tempo in his pants, and poopo in my heart. Hey, look at the cat dragged out and looked clean. Well, I saw how much you missed me and smelled what happens to Pablo on cabbage night and oh, realized the world was better off with me in it. Thanks. Hey! You look like you moved out. I checked into a motel and I'm looking for apartments. You would have been fine with me staying there forever, huh? Yep. You're pretty cool, I'll bet. You're a huge nerd. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll bet probably would have been cool with him just living there forever. Which yep. is. Uh, which is, says, says a lot more about uh, Abed than anyone else. It's kind of quite sad, right? Because like all the evidence shows that actually Abed loved having Jeff around. Yeah, he truly was altruistic enough to say, "This is this is damaging Jeff. I'm going to give up my friend." Yeah, yeah. And, and like he, he mentions it with uh, with the speech with Britta. He's like, "Hey, this is it's fine for me, but it's not good for him." Yeah, mm. that's a, a very good um, reflection there by Abed. It's. Um... Yeah, not not a lot of people would have been able to do that, Jeff especially. I couldn't do it. No. <laughs> if you're having a good time, I'd definitely much rather have my mates around. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. Uh, so we get uh, so the rapper in that is because uh, we get the rap scene uh, is Jack Slade, uh, and we get a short end credit scene with him uh, in a minute. And of course, I included that. Um, but we get we get just before the end of that. Uh, we have Pierce telling telling some girls around him that hey, this song's about me. I'm Pierce. <laughs> so there's a song dissing him and telling everyone what an idiot and a tool he is and everything else. And he's still trying to go. Ha ha! This is about me. Hey, hey, girls, this is about me. How cool is that? <laughs> Just uh, he'll take any ammunition he can. Honestly, yeah. anything, anything. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it ends with as we as we mentioned before, Bourne telling the crowd that uh, we are some worries. Good night, Greendale. So um, <laughs> that's that's really the end of the the episode. But we do have the short end credit scene, which I'll just play now. East side, west side, north side, south. Vaughn's breath is so bad his butt's mad at his mouth. This rap is Bob Pierce. Vaughn is dumb. He wears diapers to bed and sucks his mother's thumb. And when he wakes up stupid wishing he was me, he has a big poop breakfast with a glass of pee. Then he goes to school where he's stupid again. And everybody hates him, even all his friends. When you come after Pierce, then the battle is on. So this rap goes out to stupid Vaughn. Uh-huh. Well played, Pierce. This isn't over. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I just love how immature the rap is. Yeah, it's so <laughs> immature. It's like it's it's a great diss track, but so like it's written by a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> a five-year-old with a mean baseline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can only assume were just the presets that were already installed on the on the keyboard as it was delivered. 
Yeah, it no doesn't look like Piers is actually moving his hands at all. Yeah. But it's the facial such a expressions. shame that they never picked it up, right? Because uh, like Vaughn says this isn't over yet, but is that that storyline's never picked up? Piers and Vaughn's hatred of each other. I don't think mm. so. There might is it unless there's one more episode somewhere and I haven't I haven't gone back and rewatched it. But I yeah, I don't think it really comes to fruition, does it? So I know memory. that the, the writer who wrote this episode, whose name escapes me now, and I'm ever so sorry, um, but I think she only wrote one. Uh, obviously, they all write on it, but like this is what she gets credited for. Um, and I know that she only wrote one other episode. She's only credited on IMBD as having two episodes written. Oh, there we go. Lauren Pomerantz. Yeah. Um, she's only credited as having one other uh, writing credit on it. So I wonder if she had planted that as like something that she could pick up later and then just never got the opportunity to possibly. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, clearly there were seed signs, but whether they, they did anything with it. I don't know. Um, yeah. And, and thoughts on the episode as a whole. Um, yeah. Thoughts, I, sorry. I enjoyed it. It's a uh, nice solid, again, another all round episode. It's uh there's, wasn't a lot of focus on any particular character or characters. It was more all round. Uh, obviously, uh, Annie and Troy taking a bit more of a backseat, and even Shirley to a degree. Uh, but generally, it was a all round good mm. development. Yeah, not much more to say, really. Everyone had they sort of they had the three storylines, and yeah, everyone got a role as opposed to we've, we've discussed in previous episodes where. There hasn't. There's been episodes where one character misses out here or there, and mm. there's only been sort of one other episode that's had a whole ensemble cast. Um, yeah. But this one did a, had everyone. Um, yeah. Lou, what do you reckon? Oh, I think it's it's a pretty solid all rounder. Really, I mean, it's. Uh, it, I think it's one of the reasons why Community had such like a great uh, and diverse appeal to people because. This is an episode where nothing's too weird for it to be seen as really out there television, but it's kind of got enough beautiful plot points to sink the hooks into really anyone who's watching it. And I, like personally, I, I, I agree with you completely um, in terms of like like Shirley's role isn't massive, but she's a really cool vehicle through. She's almost like the through line through yeah. everything else, really, um, which I thought was brilliant. It would have been nice to see a little bit more from Troy. Like I would have loved to. Like we see him putting his like his uh, his his jumper on, on the girl, which yeah. is obviously a direct thing from what Annie said. It would have been cool <laughs> to see a bit more of that date. But um, yeah, solid episode. Really good, me, great that, writing. That, yeah, that just that little interaction. It seemed like she was bopping with the music, and he took that as the the shake. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I sort of read that because she says oh you notice the way she shivers and she was just sort of going with the music and he oh, went oh now's the time that's so that was how I that's how I interpreted that that's, but that, that that's would have been awesome. it that's, that's awesome. so good but yeah all those little things he's so that useless just... he can't even read he can't read women at all can he no wow no you've just made um, me change my rating for him that that's good over the top. That's so good. <laughs> like I said, I Great could be cool. wrong, but that's how I viewed that scene. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. Like I said, maybe some more talking Shirley, because uh, Shirley just sort of adds bits. But she's nice to go between it. She sort of plays between the different storylines here. Um, 
but yeah, it does no, does no really Dean well. Pelton in this episode, hey? No, no, no that. I was thinking about that through the episode. I'm like, man, it would have been good if the Dean was here somewhere. Like, considering his where, school but... is putting oh, on a... Mate. Sorry, Jack. No, just considering that his school is obviously putting on this show. Um, mm. Yeah, he, he definitely could have shown up somewhere. You would have lo- like, I would love to see an edit where it's the Dean who comes in and does the rap. <laughs> Jim Rash doing the rap, doing the rap. That would have been fantastic. Because we all know that Jim can rap. That's awesome. Oh, maybe that's coming up. Maybe, um, maybe. Oh, that would have been gold. Um, yeah. Now, uh, I don't think the the one other note that I like is the crowd size at the end was way too big for Greendale. <laughs> it kind of just um, expands back, right? And also, yeah. oddly, you know, they got the demographic right though. If you look at the crowd, it's not just all young people. Like Piers is not the oldest person there. True, no. very true. But no, Leonard. There the is background. a full-on geriatric lady in front of Piers. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I love this week's episode. I, I thought it was really good. Um, there will be no old white man says because because Matt is not here and I didn't get a clip for it. Um, but I think we will. We'll go with uh, with Brad's pick of the week. Yo, 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 pop, pop. Uptown, sugar bear. You're into me. I beg your unbelievable pardon. He said it. He said it. He said it. <laughs> oh. We found the episode where it was from. Thanks for that one, Jack. <laughs> Whenever yes, we find is... those clips, I'll make sure to include them. Excellent. Yes, this is uh, my... My pick of the week this week. So as as we have in the past, we'll run through character by character, uh, podcaster by podcaster as to what our ratings were. And uh, for Schmitty this um, week, Lewis has stepped in and given us his um, ratings in Matt's stead. So um, we might actually get some, um, some good developments here. We'll just have to wait and see. He, he may not mat it. <laughs> <laughs> and if I do, sorry, Matt. <laughs> all right, so, we'll so still play now. Um, it's all good. So Lewis gave uh, Jeff a five. Jack gave Jeff a four, and I gave Jeff a four. Uh, Britta, Lewis gave a five. Jack a five. Myself a four. Abed, a five. A five and a four. Troy, we have a two. Ouch. A three and a four from me. Pierce, we have a five from Matt Lewis. A four from Podlord and a four from me. Shirley, we have a four, a four and a four across the board. And Annie, now this one's a bit interesting. We have Annie with a two. A five from Jack and a four from me. So I get to uh, run the randomizer and can I, pick can I a ask a question before you before you go on them, Brad? Mm-hmm. Did you just did you just put a four in one thing and just drag it down? Because you've just given everyone <laughs> a four across the board. I have given everyone a four across the board. Yes. Okay. Is that your way of saying this episode was average? No, that's that's no, what Matt does. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Just, I'm going to add two things. One, because you gave four fives 
in uh, in Matt's column, which you will hate next week. So yep. fucking stop throwing them around like Tic Tacs. There's, there's Matt's little rant. That's what you add oh, to the podcast, ju- Matt. I can I know justify each one of those Tic Tacs. <laughs> that's, um, that's absolutely right. And, uh, and yeah, just uh, – no, that was all. That's all. Yeah. No, it's – yeah, I, I, I did have uh, – I think I had Troy and Shirley at uh, threes. But then through discussions in the episode, I'm like, oh, no, I'm bumping them up. So, yeah, <laughs> four across the board for me. But for the sake of uh, our comparisons, so I'm going to pick first off the boat. We're going to go with uh, Britta. So, um, lads, you gave um, Britta a five. Yes. So why, why were you such a Britta fan? Well, uh, I'll, I'll let you go. You go, Lewis. You were the you're the guest. You can go first. Oh, this is very courteous of you. Um, well, I feel like she needed a bit of love based on uh, Matt's previous ratings of three, 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 <laughs> four, three. Um, <laughs> I feel like uh, <clears throat> maybe we needed some more Tic Tacs thrown around, so that's fine. Um, look, look, I'm a huge. I'm actually a huge Britta fan. I think she's a really wonderful character. She's so well written. And like I mentioned before, she genuinely like she means her best and fails insufferably constantly. And I think she bears the brunt of the group all the time. But I think this is an episode where like she she does a lot for other people in it. Like she obviously is doing a lot for Jeff. And, you know, she kind of she sacrifices her reputation a bit with Jeff at the end, knowing that she's speaking to a narcissist and that he will yeah. probably make it all about him. But she does it anyway because she really knows that it's it's the best for her. And I kind of feel like it's a little bit in, of an indicator as to like what she wants to do in the future. And that's all I'll say without spoiling anything. Um, yeah, I just think she's a solid character in this and she needs a bit of love. No, fair call, fair call. And you, Jacko? Yeah, I, this week she was just clearly one of the stars. Like you know, in that storyline, she was a star. She dragged Jeff out. She helped Arbed because she could have said to Arbed, "No, he's your problem. You deal with it." But no, she went to the extra effort. And not only yeah. did she just say, you know, she could have taken the easy way out and gone, you know what? Hell, I'll sleep with him, or I'll, I'll, I'll maybe even just tease him a little and and drag him out that way and. But no, she went. She broke into an apartment, which is highly illegal. Mm. Do not recommend it. But she went the extra yard to go and say, this is what you need. This is what will take you out of your funk. And that speech was really awesome. It was. It really was. It it, it was very much a very good Britta episode. And yeah, it was a good all-round episode, as you can see from my ratings. (laughs) Brad, what, what stopped her being a five in your eyes? Um, I, I think um, I only gave her a five last last episode, and I think that one was um, a bit more. She was more on the help of the group in the last episode, and this one was more on the help of Jeff being his narcissistic self. Which, yeah, so it's a little bit of a drawback there but it, it was a very very fine line I, I think it was just I think I think last week it had probably had a bit more punch I think yeah so it hard hard to say say why I just yeah just that feeling yeah wasn't she dressed as a squirrel last week 
She was. Yes, she was. <laughs> Is that why you gave her a five? I think so. And also the fact... <laughs> Brad's got a thing for squirrels. And, and also the fact that she was um, yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was just some really good back and forward last week. And this one was more built across the whole episode, but it was just a little bit more, just a bit slower, I think, for me. Um, it's a good justification. So the other person I'm going to pick for our... Um, breakdown is any and uh don't 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 worry uh lewis you're on track with matt because as i say every week why do you hate annie <laughs> <laughs> well normally normally i love annie like i think she's a i think she's a cool character um i think that uh you know obviously played incredibly well by addison brie and you know you can look at anything else that addison brie has done to know that like she, this isn't like a typecast like she is you know she's actually really trying to play up to the character here um mm. and so i really appreciate that but in this episode i don't know like i'm i'm with jack what he was saying at the beginning like i feel like she's too smart to want to you know kind of fawn over this guy so much um and i get that yes like they are you know, they are portraying like someone who's still quite young and obviously like kind of, you know, not really. There's a certain innocence. Yeah, yes. there's like an innocence to the character and a naivety there. Mm. But I also, I just feel that like they, you know, it's something about it is just a little bit unbelievable that she's still like kind of, you know, going over those kind of high school crushes with the kind of intellect that she does. I think about a character like uh, Alex from Modern Family and just think, like they nailed that kind of archetype with with her and i think like i kind of wish i i wish i saw annie push back a little bit more and like have a little bit i know that at the end like she had that little win and granted is a great character move for her kind of would have liked to see a little bit more of that though perhaps so yeah i just wasn't wasn't all for it so i i I'd stuck with Matt and uh, Gregory too in solidarity. I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. <laughs> can I cool, say, because cool. we can see the averages, because, uh, of course, Brad created the spreadsheet. Spreadsheet says a whole heap of uh, different formulas. In it. But but there's a simple average at the end that says, Matt has given Annie an average of 2.17 across the eight episodes so far. That's <laughs> so poor. <laughs> Rough. Um, so rough. I, I, I thought Annie had a really good episode this week. I think, yes, she's blinded by love, but that is her character, so I don't want to mark her down for that. But she went above and beyond to really try and throw out for, for Troy to, you know, walk him through all the bits because she thinks, in her head, I'm sure, long game, it will work. Even if it's oh, not working now. Don't make me change my with- mark. <laughs> not not that it's not working now, but I'm sure that she's thinking long game, like, yes, he's on a date with someone else, but if I can train him now, this is how he'll be with <laughs> me later. That's I'm sure that's what's in her mind. Probably is, yeah. Is that so, not in everyone's mind when they start dating a guy? I can probably train him eventually. Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, I won't yeah, say anything I... about my wife with me, and it's been a long time, and I'm sure she's still trying to train me. <laughs> I'm still learning how to load a dishwasher, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're slow learners. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Brad? Like, Because you rated her quite highly as well, right? Well, you rated yeah. everybody highly. <laughs> yeah. I um, I, I enjoyed her. Like I, like I said at the start, like it, when I saw her, I was fawning, fawning over Troy. I was like, oh, no, not again. But at the same time, it was 
to see her make that break at the end, I think, uh, pushed it over the edge for me because I think it, I think I was leaning towards a three for her, but I, I because I've seen where she goes as a character, it seems like this is almost like a uh, a nexus point. This episode and the other episode where she was very forty over Troy, I think this is like well, which is yeah, two episodes ago. This is almost like the breaking point. So I, it's it's probably more of a rating of what's coming as opposed to what's what's been. So yeah, because I I like her as a character as well. <laughs> so See, most people do right. She's quite a likable person, and like out of if if everybody averaged what they think of well, other than Matt, that's a kind of spam <laughs> in the works, isn't it? <laughs> Why doesn't Matt like her? I don't know. We ask him every week. <laughs> I'm have to ask him myself. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you his number. It's all right. <laughs> all right. He just gets a phone call, Jack. random phone call. Oh. Yeah, fair, fair, fair enough too. Jack, can you uh, give me a drum roll? I should, Maybe we sure should can. do the phone call live on air. Oh, we could. Oh, oh. now American. <laughs> My MVP this week, after a lot of de- deliberation, even talking to you guys today, and it's only just changed in the last fifteen minutes, is Abed. Woo-hoo. I gave it, I gave it to Abed this week because, despite the all the other noise of what was going on, he gave up so much, and he gave up a potential great friendship with Jeff to. Uh, get Jeff back to where he needed to be, which was his true narcissistic self because he w- he could have lived and been happy with Jeff on his couch and uh, watching shows and stuff all day. And yeah. Could you imagine community if instead of like, obviously that they've already built, started to build the Troy and Arbed relationship, but if Jeff becomes Troy yeah, in the Troy yeah. and Arbed. Yeah. That would have been Ooh. so good. That requires some fan fiction from someone, surely. <laughs> surely it's out there. Or maybe it's not. It's got to be oh, out there. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so much material in that. Um, well, yeah. I think I think that could be very easily done as well, right? Because Troy goes from being like the kind of jock archetype into like the kind of comfortable nerd who's obviously it's not still, a far reach. He, yeah, it's it's you know it's a big transformation. So, for, like you know. We know that Jeff has Spider-Man comics. It's in it. That's right. Yeah. It's there. It's so close. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned that that uh, calling Matt live on air. He did just message us in our group chat to say, how's it going? Or how did it go? <laughs> and we're still going. This is going to be a longer episode. What <laughs> uh, happens when we have yeah, guests? So, so I only just changed because my runner-up or runners-up, I will say, uh, Britta was a third place. So I gave everyone a four, but Britta was a third place. Second place and who had it until 15 minutes ago was Pierce. And <laughs> after my my derision of um, Chevy Chase and Pierce in episode two, it, it, I was almost going to give it to him this, How this week. How is it going to be Pierce? He has poo a... in his pants and poo in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good episode and he, how he stuck up for Britta, but the fact that he only stuck up for her because it was in his, you know, 
his advantage as opposed to genuine, genuine, genuinely, even though at the end he did kind of genuine, genuinely, it was just a bit, yeah, I, I, I think uh, Abed was a bit more noble. So yeah, just uh, Abed pipped him at the post. Lovely. I will, uh, I'm just going to we'll skip ahead. There is an Arbed's MVP this week, so we'll get on to that because we are running long. I can't wait till we get to that episode. I love it every week. Oh, it's going to be so good. That is definitely, I think that might be the highlight of the entire thing. <laughs> it's I'm in, I'm in. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's such a solid thing. Like my my favorite episode, and I'm not spoiling anyone for any it for anyone that hasn't seen already, but where the intro clip comes from, that is my dead set favorite episode. But that is another great one where that clip comes from. Um yeah. moving along, Sugar Bear, you're up. All right. So there was a few uh references um this this week. So first up we have E. T. Uh, Jack, have you seen ET? Yes. Yes. Uh, Lewis, I hate it. <laughs> so, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, then you've seen it. <laughs> oh God, I hate ET. <laughs> and yes, I have seen it. <laughs> uh, overboard, Jack. No. No. Lewis, I don't think so. Okay. I will actually say I have seen Overboard. It was one of those, you know, when your parents are watching movies back in the day and it was just on and you're, you know, you're a kid, mm-hmm. you're there. Sure. Yeah. Yep. That's one of those ones. Uh, Stand By Me, Jack. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, Lewis. Yeah, loved it. Great film. Very nice. I haven't seen Stand By Me. I've actually... Ooh. It's bit popped up on binge on the last few weeks. I'm like, oh, I should watch yeah. that. Get oh, I should that. watch that's, that. That's a good movie. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. So, wow this this is our first three way tie <laughs> at, uh, at the three way point. So my tiebreakers um, you got? I have one tiebreaker at the moment, but I can find more if need be. So <laughs> the first tiebreaker is uh, the curious case of Benjamin Button. Jack. No, I'm out. No. Oh, no music for you this week, mate. Uh, Lewis. I've not seen it. No. Sorry, mate. Uh, guarantee Brad's seen it now. I, I haven't seen it. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. So that one didn't work. That well, that was from um, two weeks ago. So episode six was a uh, curious case. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember what the reference right, was, so, but I remember it being there. Another out of left field one in the reference from uh, episode five, um, although it's not the TV show, the movie MASH, Jack. Yes. You have seen MASH. All right. Yeah, because I love the TV show. So, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's right. Jack. And and I can guarantee that Matt hasn't seen Benjamin Button because Annie likes Benjamin Button and Matt hates Annie. <laughs> Fair call. <laughs> <laughs> That was uh, a Lewis, two weeks ago. Lewis, have you seen uh, the movie MASH? I've not seen the movie or the TV show. Okay, wow. Don't talk to Matt. He'll, he'll, 
Hill, yeah. Do you Ooh. know what? It, it, it never, it, it wasn't a staple of British television. It's, uh, it's never yeah. really been played in Britain. So, for everyone else, Sorry, uh, when did you come to Australia? Because you are in Australia now. Um, <laughs> like, well, we are recording uh, on Zoom, but you, you, you're here. We go to the pub all the time. But, oh, yeah, I, I'm, ve- I'm very much in Melbourne. I endured the seven months of Melbourne lockdown. Oh, yeah. So, as far as That's I'm concerned, that makes me Australian. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I moved here in December, 2019. So I moved it two months before we, uh, went into coronavirus world. Um, so yeah, arrived, off the boat. fed a kangaroo, took pictures of a koala, spent seven months in my flat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I can't actually honestly say that I have seen the movie mash all the way through so jack i don't have music i didn't think i was gonna get to this day so soon (laughs) you did it congratulations jack you are hold on mvp yes get in i I, i'd have to even say that you'd um you probably would have even beat matt on this week i i reckon so you probably still would have won that one yeah lavar burton so maybe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's my winning team uh, but yeah that's our MVP this week congrats good to get a win um, just going to run through our Twitter followers this week and if my, my browser wants to play games and not, not move things around while I'm sharing my screen with you guys on Zoom um, we got 14 this week because it was slightly longer with the double episode last week uh, which was really cool. So we had uh, Princessa Danania uh, from San Andre San Polo. Um, Ali All Along. We had Furious Folly from Seattle. Uh, Dennis Guggen from Washington. Um, now he, he runs a Funko Pop store. Uh, he's really cool. He's big on the uh, the Letterkenny uh, Produce Stand podcast that I listen to. Um, he was their sponsor for, I think, season three. But yeah, he makes custom Funko Pops. Go check out his work. He's awesome. Shout out to him. Um, we had uh, a Korean follower, and it, it was Korean, so I put it into Google Translate, and it tells me it's Fiona. If that's not your name, shoot it to me in English, and I will shout you out properly. Google Translate tells me you're Fiona. Um, so, but thank you for following. Uh, we had Alex, who is the uh, the creator of uh, Story of Community Pod. Um, we had a couple of businessy sort of podcasts, but Biz Stratum uh, and Back Up My Podcast, which I'm assuming they're just after business, but sure, they followed us. Um, we had uh, Lapis. We had Richard Hawkins II, uh, who was a Southern Urban voice actor. Um, we had Dark Abyss Atra uh, from Costa Mesa in Cali. Uh, we had uh, Alice Brooks. We had uh, from the UK. Um, Pick up the UK. That's it. I can only assume you know them. <laughs> we get that all yeah, the time. Oh, so they're from I Australia. Met, I met you know them, right? Waiting for a bus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had uh, Sylvia Sir, and we had uh, someone with the name. I I was told there would be beer, and so was I. Um, and I'm disappointed there's not. I've actually got to go That's play uh, indoor handle. soccer tonight, so I'm not drinking tonight, and I'm very disappointed. Um, but yeah, that was our uh, our Twitter followers this week. So thank you for that. If you're uh, if you're on Twitter, we are um, at Greendale Human Pod. So that at Instagram, and we're on Facebook as well. Go go check us out. I don't think Lewis is following us yet. 
on the Twitter. Oh, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter, so. So get on and follow us. <laughs> uh, I used to be on Twitter. I just I, I gave it up as a as uh, a uh, oh, I just didn't want to be on it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Instagram. Well, when you get the Insta, I'll be on there. My my other my local football Australian football team lost seven nil, and I was on Twitter for a couple of hours last night, and I just crying inside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we lost to one of our biggest rivals. It was not a pleasant night. Um, but yeah. Uh, any uh, any other final thoughts before we give our final ratings, guys, on this episode? No, just good, solid episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Fantastic. Yeah, it echo that force exactly. You know who else it made sense to? Say Hitler one more time and I'm giving you a two. Meow, 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 beans. Oh, the Dean. We missed the Dean this week. Yes, and uh, another quick, easy one this week. Uh, we gave it all a four. So four meow meow beans. Pretty good. Well, I think that's about it for this week. We have gone really long, um, but I'm sure that's fine. Um, did you guys want to, do you want to give a plug to anything, Lewis, while you're on? Uh, yeah, cheers, cheers for uh, inviting me on, guys. Like I, I endlessly talk about community with people who won't even listen to me so the fact that you guys invite me on to do something productive is is awesome and i i would take responsibility perhaps for why it's been a little bit longer because i got a bit excited um yeah the people good. can follow me on 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 instagram is probably best at uh, lew1471 um i'm a videographer and a video editor so you know if you've uh, if you want to check out work you can go there or you can go to mce.one uh i'm doing just about to release a short fashion film uh, two short fashion films actually so yeah that'll be that coming up uh, so yeah check it out very nice and uh, thank you for coming on I, I, I was only late late notice we're recording on a on a Sunday evening um, and I messaged you this morning because Matt pulled out on us this morning well done Matt um, no he just wasn't feeling well so his kidneys were playing up again and, and so that's that's fine we uh, we wish him a speedy recovery we've, we've been chatting to him today but um, on behalf of everyone publicly we love you, Matt. Get well soon. Yeah. Get uh, well soon, and, mate. Yeah. And thanks so much for, yeah, stepping up, Lewis. It's been good fun and it's um, good to, we'll have to get you in um, every so now and then to like correct Matt's averages across his um, <laughs> character ratings. I, I will be the Professor Duncan. I'll come every now and then drunk Brilliant. and uh, do a good job. Brilliant. <laughs> I'll make sure I, uh, I get you Guinness at the pub. I know. <laughs> yes, um, please. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about all the time we have for tonight. Um, we have been Greendale Human Podcasters. We might not be the best uh, podcast. We might not be the worst. We certainly won't promise to be. We we might be, but we won't promise to be. Um, and it's different again, Matt. There you go. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all the time we have for this week. Go follow us on Facebook and Instagram and all those good places and Twitter and leave us a review, five stars, bit of a comment and uh, tell us how much you hate us. Um, thank you again, and we will uh, be with you next week. Well, Jackson Jills, that's about all the time we have tonight. Yeah, until next time, may your dreams be sweet, and your nightmares be spooky, monster scary, and not grandma died scary. Troy and I bed in the morning, 